0: Hi, Karamo. Hi, Ayanda. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you?
1: Good, good, good.
0: Okay. So the podcast is already recording. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to brief introduction of who you are and then we can just get on it. So guys, my name is and I'm so Damsomi, to those who don't know, um, this podcast has been, well started this year, but has not really been active because of me, but I'm very glad to come back with an interview with Karabo, who wrote a book that I really enjoyed. Um, to those who don't know, Karabo finger is a writer, she's a researcher, she's a creative business owner, and she is also spiritually gifted, is that correct? <laughs>
1: I'm a spiritual initiate. yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Is there anything you'd love to add from what I've said about you or you are fine with it? I'm
1: fine with everything.
0: Okay. How has your, your Saturday been so far? It's all right. I'm babysitting. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am going to apologize for the last time when we tried to do a live and things were just not coming together. So I'm very sorry about that. If you are listening and you were part of that live, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope this conversation here will still be as fun as the live that we were on that day. Right. Cross so, fingers.
1: Exactly. Let's hope there'll be no um, load shedding today.
0: Yo, I hope not. Because now it's, it's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Right, so I, I just wanna I just want for us to go to the beginning of before you even started the book to find out when did the idea of writing this book come about, or like what sparked the idea, if you still remember that.
1: Um, it's always a few things, isn't it? That I don't think it's any one thing. Um, that you can say you, you can point at. A lot of things mm-hmm. were coming together, and. Um, I was moving to a new town, sort of like, um, after I'd taken initiation and I was a Songoma, I was trying to figure out um, what does this mean for me and how my life is going to change and how should I apply this this gift, you know, from my ancestors into my life. And Mm -hmm. um, as part of that, I... I, a lot of things were ending and there were a lot of heart heart aches and I I had to give up my fashion design career mm-hmm. and for me to rediscover what it was that I needed to do next I decided to move to a new setting so I moved to Nail Great it was the beginning of 2016 mm-hmm. I got to Nails and um part of the newness of the new surroundings and the fact that I was exploring this new um, setting and I was exploring my own life or you know um, what needs what what should I do next and how is it going to you know um, move forward so um, the writing part of it was very helpful and um, so I got into writing and before that I didn't write much I was um I had written poetry before um sort Mm -hmm. of like sporadically you know like nothing that I would say I was dedicated myself I dedicated fully to and Mm -hmm. um so I didn't have much of a writing experience and it became a challenge for me I said I set it up as a challenge for myself that can I actually sit down and focus my mind and um see if a story can come out and what came out was um, this character called Nolwazi and uh-huh. um, so I began to explore um, who she was and or who she is and um, the story that she began to tell me about her life you know and um, uh-huh. followed up soon after that was mu which was her which is her love interest in the story and i got into the writing of that it, it inspired me because then I, I began to fall in love with these two characters and i sort oh. of w- went on a journey to to discover um their love affair their story what brought them together so <laughs> I <Alice. yeah. laughs>
0: I want to ask while while you were writing o Nolwazi, did you never feel like you're going through a second initiation like? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: mean like going through a second initiation through Nolwazi? Yes. um I think I think the book was is initiatory in a sense, the, the writing process of it because it's something I'd never done before. And oh, okay. um, it became serious. Well, at first, of, first it was, like, you know, like uh, uh, as I, I like to say, it's a, it was an exercise in, in self-indulgence. And mm-hmm. it only became serious once I started telling people. Then it became a thing, you know, and um, it became a big um, task. And you know, um, it, the responsibility of it, you know, was sort of was was very challenging. And and I realized then I would I would it wasn't just about me. Anymore, mm-hmm. it, I owed it to the people who are now interested in the story to to write it and finish it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think my my own story, my own initiation. Well, it has nothing to do. It has it is nothing like what Nolazi went through. <laughs> um, oh, okay. it's nothing like what Nolazi goes through. But um, I wanted to use it as uh, inspiration um, to a lot of people who find themselves you know um with this thing in their lives and you know i wanted to to write a romantic love story which included initiation as as a big part of it as a big aspect of it
0: oh that is very nice i i I enjoyed your writing if i didn't know i was never gonna say you were not a writer before it's very good i really enjoyed it and i think it's also depending because there were I think three or two timelines depending on which timeline you were writing for you were able to use the proper proper words if I can put it like that which I Mm. think was very (sighs) and I also wanted to ask you I I remember on the live I was very impressed with the the use of Banube and how much uh, how much in depth you went when it comes to the history of the the, the rain queen and everything related to that i just want to ask you why was it important for you to tell the story because you could have written it and just decided to share it with your close friends why did you decide you know what i'm gonna take it out to the world and have people have this book in their homes and stuff
1: to read as a as a showcase of um uh we've got such an interesting history and our our cultural um backgrounds are so so full of um richness you know i wanted Mm -hmm. to showcase malovedu um who they are and where they come from their customs and traditions you know you don't find a lot of literature out there you know that's especially um you know fictional kind of um you know inspirational literature what you do find Mm -hmm. is is you know um anthropological studies and you know um it's, uh, books that focus solely on the queen herself and you know the realm and you know um the the lineage of of, of queen Mudaji. but very little yeah. about the, the people themselves and the culture um which is you will find the you will find balobedu everywhere in south africa nowadays but very quiet and um they don't advertise themselves <laughs> you know you hardly ever walk and hear two people talking you know um, yeah but when you find it it's always so novel it's always so lovely um and when we find yeah, one like another it. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> I can relate to that because you remember I was telling you that I met a person in real life like I think it was 2016 or 2017 who was mm. of the Baluigi tribe and it was so baffling to me to wait you mean to tell me it's not just um, Bedi, Shitonga, Sittong, and um, Chivenda in but there's also other things that we don't know about so it was very intriguing I agree with you on that
1: yeah yeah and as a people, um, as a culture, it's, it's the the center. The central figure is the queen. Um, mm-hmm. In the past, she she used to, you know, she she used to be very influential. And the people, the her, her, her subjects, you know, um, Balobedu themselves were very protective of the of the queen, and and mm-hmm. um, quite secretive as well. Um, you wouldn't know too much about exactly what happens, you know, at the Royal Crown and, um, you know, but there was this, this kind of, um, mystical, um, energy around it, which, you know, the people were part of, you know. And um, the rainmaking as well. That there would be dances that were hosted by the queen, and people would go there. Girls and you know, young boys would go there, and there would be rain dances. And you know, um, it's not happening now because there isn't a queen um, at the moment. Um, what happened? The last queen passed away, I think, in tw- in 2005 and um her daughter was still quite young at the time therefore then she she's needed to grow up i think she's um she's 16 or 15 now this year so she she's they're waiting until she turns 18 and then she'll be initiated into into the order of the rain queen
0: um oh yeah mm -hmm. i'm sorry to this is reminding me, there used to be uh, the Rain Queen um, playing on SABC1. I, I can't remember which year. Do you remember that? No, no, I don't remember. I don't remember saying that. Yeah. The Rain Queen used to air on SABC1. I can't even remember which year was it. I, I think two thousand before 2010, there mm. used to be a story of the Rain Queen and the rain queen at the time it was a young girl and she would act like a boy to protect herself because they wanted to kill her almost the same as the initial queen the one from the, the ancient times. Mm-hmm. They, they wanted uh, so she would dress up as a boy but it was a very interesting interesting story it's just that there they didn't mention much about um, the valobeju tribe mm-hmm. it was sort of like baddie you mm-hmm. know and I'm saying right now is reminding me of that show and i actually think that show needs to come back either on netflix or something so that people can watch it because it was very nice really i don't remember it at all at all <laughs> yeah no it is let me see if i can quickly search it I'm um, the red who hmm. used to play on sabc one and the the you, you know um the lady who is who was on skim sum um rachel's mom yes yes Rachel's mom and Rachel's father, even um the 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 one who came the the one who came and married her, they were both on the Rain Queen and they were a couple at the time. Mm. Yes, even then, uh, yeah, even then she gets pregnant and her child is is being threatened to be killed. It almost similar to Nolua to, to, so, to the initial Rain Queen.
1: Yeah, um um what is in Tsungudini? So I'm sure. Yeah, almost that story as as the inspiration for 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 the show.
0: Oh wow, that mm. is so interesting. It really needs to to air again so that people can see because it, it was it was a very good show. It was a very good um series. Let mm. I me mean, not say show, was... mm. Anyway, Karen, I, I just wanted to give you that information because you just it, it inspired. It reminded me with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Okay. What I was <laughs> Okay, I'm so sorry about that. But the initial question I was asking was why did you feel that it it is important to tell this story? Mm. And then you were mentioning how the South African history is so rich, and that's what you were mentioning. Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: As a a, yeah, I I was saying it as 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 a showcase for um, you know Valovedu and um. I would like very much to see similar stories being told where we take yeah. our our history um whether it's mm-hmm. zulu or you know or Venda or and we, we 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 sort of like retell these stories you know in a beautiful form yeah. um you know without corrupting the, the original stories too much but like um take it and put fictional characters in there and then you know package it in such a way that it is readily available for for you know for us you know um especially as millennials at this time and um, yeah. we begin to see how much of a rich history we have and the fact that the world needs to know about it we also need to inspire yeah. our, um one another with our stories um if you look at what's happening in hollywood at the moment it's a whole lot of um you know, reruns and retelling of old stories is because they've yeah. run out of inspiration. Um, and we mm, know that is... almost everything there is to know about American history and American culture. Um But we, not ours. Exactly. We don't know much about, you know, um, ourselves and, and we mm. are not telling our stories, you know. Or, or it's only, I think, yeah. now that it's, it's it's becoming a thing that we are looking back and mm. we are feeling inspired rather than us, us feeling like we we owe this you know we owe our past to go back but we we need to go back in a sense in in, with a spirit of inspiration like and 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 wonder and you know and how can we tell these stories properly to the world rather than wait for the world to to come as to come and tell um our stories back to us and to the rest of the world can you imagine if um some hollywood production came and decided to do a movie on the on on the rain queen and it's it's got none right. it's not you know they just take what they want to take and they tell it whatever they want, the way they want to tell it i think we would do a better job and we would then be able to keep the rights of the stories you know rather than you know mm-hmm.
0: um so i, know I definitely have- that's very very important and I'm very happy that you wrote a book like this because it's sort of like the beginning of let's go back and let's know who we are and let's learn from who we were that we can be better today sort of like yeah yeah yeah. Um, the I was wrong, it's not really the rain. The death of a queen based on the story of the rain queen um, and then with regards to the book I, I want us to touch um, the publishing space but before we do that I would love for us to still stay on the book a bit and I would love to ask if you had to change anything about the story that you wrote, is there anything that you would change? Given the opportunity to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what would I change? nothing nothing Hmm. nothing Hmm. um (laughs) okay (laughs) um i hear a lot of people saying oh we would we would have loved to hear more from you know mokodu and masake like you know the interludes that are sort of like between the chapters and how it's such a beautiful Mm -hmm. story you're reading the story about you know a father and his son and his initiation Mm -hmm. and um it's always such a heartfelt moment when you get to those parts and and a couple of people mm. have said oh but we would have loved to hear more about you know more of a telling about Masigela and um uh, and Mugodun and i and i kind of Mm. respond that you know what i think i i actually at one point when it was still a manuscript i went to look at it and i thought no actually no this is perfect because um Mm -hmm. you know we you sort of don't want to give away too much right from the get-go um Mm -hmm. we want to look forward to what comes next and you know um how did it get here and is there more actually to the story and, and that's what, that's, yeah. that's, I'm exploring all of those elements now with the second book.
0: Oh, I can't wait to read it. I can't, I can't wait to read it. So, Mina, when I was reading it, I was more interested in the Nolwazi story mm. until, uh, I said her name? The initial queen, not, not the, the Masakela story, but the story where the ancient Muhale comes mm. and uh, steals U-U-U at the time that story was amazing i loved it so much i wanted more of it <laughs> and and i wanted to there was a point when i was reading where you there's a character who has a list mm. and i was Pequila. like when i first read and when i read the first line i was like is this a typo only to find when i was carrying on was like, oh no obviously it's not a typo I, I that was funny for me and it was also very interesting and i think also kudos to you for being like authentic to the character for being like that and keeping it like that even though it's a book and not a movie yeah. um thank you I, I wanted to ask yeah i wanted to ask with regards to Mohale, there's something that happens between Nolazi and Mohale, and Mohale doesn't pay for his for his actions i don't want to mention what it mm. is I, I think you can read it in the book and i also don't want to sort of like disalarm anyone um something happens and Mohale doesn't face the consequences of his actions even though it's in today's world and I wanted to ask why did you decide to take that approach because when I was reading it I was very mad like I was very angry at Mohale I was even angry <laughs> towards the end with the, how is he coming back and how is Nolazi sort of like okay to accept him back mm. so can you just take me that, that entire in, incident and just yeah
1: um, it's a story about love and forgiveness right and um Mm -hmm. we live i think we 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 live in an increasingly intolerant age i mean we i think we would like to think of ourselves as um open-minded and um but we we've become so militant in our views and um that we miss often we miss the magic and i want us to talk a little bit about forgiveness um by the way you're not the only one who's who raises this issue um (laughs) you know uh, people people read the story they fall in love with mohali and then they get very very angry and they get Uh very heartbroken, and then you know and then it's it's like no there needs to become some kind of retribution and um first of all they have work to do
0: okay can you hear me
1: they have work to do yes i can hear you can, can you, you pre- hear me
0: yes can you just repeat what we're saying you sort of broke it a bit
1: okay so number one mohali and Norazi have they've got work to do mm-hmm. so the story is really more than just about their own relationship you know their own dynamic um, everything that happens between the two of them needs to be seen from a, a different perspective. And now I don't want to be irresponsible and say and say that things are okay and it, they, therefore you know it excuses things that turn that happen right however to answer that that second point I want to talk about forgiveness what is to forgive um, if somebody does something to you, That is so hurtful. And... um, You go through the crisis of thinking... Okay, I I don't want to ever, ever... Have to see this person ever again. Uh Um, However, if you... When you decide to forgive... Are you forgiving that person? In that process of forgiveness... Are you saying that what happened was okay? And, and, And therefore... It's okay and you are letting this person off the hook or are you releasing yourself from the bondage of the experience okay so nolazi by the time mohali comes back because okay they go through their relationship then nolazi has to face her past she so for her to face her past she has to go and take initiation when she comes back from the mountain she's different she has a different perspective and she understands things in a different way okay and she understands that it's more than just um, a love affair between the two um and she she it, she sort of it it doesn't even become an issue that oh you should i forgive him should i forgive him etc it's just she does she, it just happens she just she it just flows and I think that's what makes a lot of people angry. Number three, um, we believe in a kind of like um, one form of punishment. So you did something wrong. This is the punishment that you should get. If you look carefully, Mohale suffers as soon as Maha- uh, Nolazi, um goes to, to the mountain. Um, he's alone, he's tormented and he's um, without the person that he loves. And it carries on and it's going to carry on um, for quite a while because she's neither there nor away. Um, she's away most more, more than what she, she comes back to stay with him. So he has to spend a lot of time alone without her because she has to go and do and take her responsibility, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: And in that way, it's a form of punishment because he pushed her to, to that level. And in pushing her, then he lost. He loses her to this higher purpose, to her higher purpose. Um, the final point about that dynamic is the fact that there's book two coming, mm-hmm. and there is retribution. Mahali, you you do you do find out that oh, okay, things really do not go well for Mahali. He is going to to live a, a quite a tormented life. And um you know, I think you should wait to find out you know yeah, how I things know. will play.
0: Okay, no and the... if
1: you and I wonder if you then your heart will sort of thaw towards him because I'm I'm quite fond of him. I think I understand him.
0: <laughs> I like I liked him too because the, he raises um very strong points and he is much more awakened than Un But when that mm. happened, actually not even that, I uh, there were points where I felt like the relationship is starting to be a bit toxic. Because what I felt mm. was Muhale understands what Nolazi doesn't understand. And instead of mm. being like soft about it and sort of like, n- not, let me just say kind about it and soft about it and a bit like it, just uh, welcoming of Nolazi and where she is. I felt like he was a mm. bit too I felt like he was a bit too unreasonable at times. And that mm. made me feel like... Just want for him, just not support that relationship very much. Even though in the beginning, it was a very nice relationship. It just became Mm. too, when I read it, it just became a bit too toxic. And I felt like it was Mm. good then as he left. I felt like it was very good then as he left. Which is why when Mohale came back, I was like, oh God, why? (laughs) (laughs) I came back here again. Because I really felt like he was being too harsh. And that's the case sometimes. Mm. Find that when you know more than the next person, instead of being kind about it, you just be harsh. Yeah. And you know, I, I mm. felt Ali could have been a bit kinder because it, it was going to make Nola's journey, even if it was going to be the same, but it was not going to be as harsh yeah. as it was. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I mm. get where you are um, coming he, he, he Yeah, he, he, gets, he does get to a point where he loses his patience. And um, it's so unfortunate because at the beginning he's very much patient he's very much taking her on this journey he's very much you know sharing of himself with her she's almost she's very detached she's very unsure and she remains sort of like as if she's a spectator in in the love story Mm. and she's not very participating and 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 you know when even when you read you no, know, if, if often just frustrates you, you know she.
0: Um, <laughs> it is you, know, so just,
1: it you feel good. like you just want to push her, you know. You read and you just yeah. like, come on, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, which is another thing like, I was asking you on the live. Which why is she so weak? Yeah. Why is she so weak? Yeah. <laughs> so like, come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know as much as I liked her, that really annoyed me because <laughs> things would happen and you'd like, yo, come on, what is going on? Just talk. <laughs> yo, no, like, she what? is
1: just <laughs> off. She's just like, oh, you know, oh, la da and, you know, yeah. flowers and
0: butterflies in her head, you know. <laughs> like yeah, so I'm very glad <laughs>
1: like that nothing, this, uh, yes, she <laughs> takes nothing really seriously and she, she doesn't, like, grasp, like, the seriousness of, of things, you know, and, as a result then she just she's just carried along you know and uh-huh. even yeah even like things that you know you, you read oh she feels strongly about this she's got this passion she's got mm-hmm. even those things it's things that you know she does really half-heartedly you never really get the sense that she's there yeah, and um mm-hmm. for me writing that was 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 very difficult because i i needed <laughs> to understand that <laughs> this person is on a journey yeah. And out of all the characters in the book she's the one who needed to do the most growing up. She's the one who needed to go through the most shaking up. And um you know and you 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 sort of stay with it. And you know, I want to ask you what made you stay with the story, you know, and um what so- made you stick.
0: Yeah. So I think the first few pages after the um, is it the prologue where you just mm. take us back in the days and then the story of Gar- uh, of Norazi starts. I almost said the story of Karawa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story of as it begins. Mm-hmm. I sort of figured out that she is the rain queen, so I just mm. want to see how is she going to navigate life because I realize she's living in today's time. So I wanted to see how mm. is she going to navigate life. And I was really drawn by the history that you were sharing with us. It was so amazing for me. I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it Mm. so much. I felt felt like I'm learning. Like, I was really learning. And I loved Unolazi because I felt that she is powerful. And I was, Mm. I can't wait for you to unlock your power. Because we know who she is. She doesn't know who she is, right? And Mm. yeah i can't wait for you to unlock your power i'm honestly i'm just rooting for you but then Mm. this happened and then in my head i would be like girl do you know who you are like can you just step into it you know and it was so it was great for me to read that and that's what kept me reading even though i was slow in my reading once i picked up the book there's this one weekend where i read i think maybe almost like half of the book and yeah. it was so intriguing it was so nice and Unolwazi is as much as she I believe that I, I felt like she is weak and she is frustrating and at times annoying I was still just rooting for her because I knew who she was and I just yeah. wanted to into her power even Umu Hale, there were times when I was just like if you already know who she is why are you being like this you know and yeah. I yeah. Now that you're asking me this question, I wonder if I was still going to carry on, be as excited and, and, and engaged as I was if I didn't know that she is a rain queen. And I still mm-hmm. think I'm going to, because the way you wrote when she is traveling to Nelspreet, the way you were explaining how beautiful it is, literally each and everything that you that was written in the book, I could see it in my head very clearly. There's a um, scene mm. that happens and she's standing on, on a thing that's sort of like a balcony looking out on the green green trees and everything that was so beautiful to me and i think i was still gonna reach even if i didn't know she was the rain queen but knowing that it was just so exciting to hear to see her go through all these things while she's not yeah. even aware of who is. so i really i wanted to ask you so what themes were you were you going for besides the themes that are that are like on your face because I, I, I felt like there are many things within, within the, the, the book. And I would love to hear from your side, which themes are you going for? And do you feel like you achieved those things? Yeah.
1: Um, okay, we've already spoken about forgiveness, right? Um, I did not pick that up because I was angry, but <laughs> you can carry on. <laughs> love and forgiveness. And... Um, Retribution um, South Africa went through this um, History which is turbulent um, There was a conquest by a Foreign power And you know life changed Right life changed It became something completely different And people yes. found themselves having To adapt to a new way Of living and mm-hmm. this is Where we find ourselves today but There's this the land question It's very very big and for me, what it says is that it's more than just about, you know, um, um, you know you found us here, this is our land, we want it back. Mm-hmm. We ourselves need to understand what it, what it is that we, our relationship was with this land and why were we drawn as a people towards mm. this area? Because there was a time, there was a the, the time of great migrations. And, and people were moving south from, you know, from the Zambezi, from the Congo, from, you know. And there was this, uh, it was as if something was drawing our peoples to this land, to this area, which is on the southern tip of the of the, of the the African continent. What is it about this place?
0: Yeah. What Yo, is
1: I'm it? So- yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And why is it now we're still fighting for it? If you look at... Um, other other countries uh, that suffered colonial, colonialism there isn't this still still this very much a fight for um we want back what 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 once belonged to us you understand um yeah. you go to other countries where you know people were colonized were just like okay well this is where we are now things are the way they are but we are still fighting for it Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's more than just um, the fight for reclaiming the land. And you know, this is this is where we are. But we, uh, as a people, we there was a time when we were very, very much spiritually connected to um, to the land and the animals. We had great relationships. Um, you know, as 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 uh, Abandu to Mm. the land to the animal to to the animals and to the animal kingdom and it was very much spiritual and it was very much a symbiotic relationship and um, and um, I think we crave that we crave that's what we crave and that's why we still feel that we must we must fight for it so in the book um, we very much cover the land question and it's covered from from different perspectives from you know um the political perspective of you know um a political party wanting to fight to get land back because they want to vote for their people (laughs) you know from their people um um and then but then you also get the spiritual aspect of Mukodu and masakela speaking about you know our way of life is changing because they were living through that transitional era and um, you know the the gifts that they were used to receive from the land, and, the, for the, and as a result from the spiritual realm, that was going to be cut off. So we've 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 lived now in the past maybe two hundred and fifty years where we've been cut off from our source as a people. And I think the the fight for the land, um, we want our land back, and and etc. has um, has that aspect of it too. So it's, it's very interesting for me that are, that I um I cover that book the, that that angle from the book um mm. if you read um you'll find that um even in the modern era uh, somebody like Mohali who later go on goes and buys a farm and mm. um you know he he's taking advantage of the of you know the the, the sort of the political climate at the time and and sort of gets himself a great deal for this piece of land Um, there's no vilification of you know um, white people you know like oh you took our land we want our land back and you know know, to hell with you kind of thing you know Um, yeah there's friendships between um the different races there's even lava phase between the different races there's you know and um we've come now to a point where we 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 live together and we want we understand one another between the the races but we still want our land back
0: yeah i, I was about to say the thing you're mentioning about Muhali I think that's another reason why one would love Muhali because Muhali sort of represents the us now he, yeah. he addresses issues that we have now in a and, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yo, 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 you went in in this book. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, it was but what you just said right now. It's almost spooky. Season. Anyway, what you just said right now is reminding me when I was reading that part, mm. you 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 it's so, I want to say delicate. I don't know if that's the right word, but you were able to really put us there and see everything, how it happened and how, people at the time thought was happening so that we don't put blame on them because you saw sometimes we blame them and say but guys, why did you do this? Why did you do that? But when you read the book, you get to understand that it was a different time, there was a different level of understanding, there was a different way of doing things. So, it, it's not like today. Today, if someone comes for your thing, you 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 are not, you you are a different person. We are more angry, we are more on the war side of things. So, yeah. back then, people um, were just peaceful people. They were just in tune with nature and everything around us, so they were not trying to harm anybody, they were not trying to fight anybody, if I can put it like that even in their ways of fighting it was not like us today, it was different, so the Muhale truly does represent us (laughs) (laughs) um oh yes, you were still counting the themes so you said political, the land um, forgiveness Mm. um,
1: let me see what else, um Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think <laughs> what else now
0: <laughs> um, I, mean, I, did, I also put in friendship there because as much as the story focuses on Nolazi and Muhali, they each had their own friends who, who contributed different things in their journeys if I can put it like that exactly so, exactly. Yeah. so, so I did there, put that there's such a sweet
1: and um, loving and caring but very strong character called Millie um, mm-hmm. he's Noloazi's friend and um, much older although it, it's not said explicitly in the book but we do find out that she's she's a lot older than, um, than Noloazi and she's, she's a friend but also sort of like um, th- there's times when um, Noloazi would, would, would sort of refer to Nolaze as being like a mother hen you know <laughs> tend to being too protective and hand picking you know um, mm-hmm. but Millie cares so much about Noloazi
0: and, yeah, and I love it. Yeah. like you know that when things Millie would come through.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And she's also very frustrated with Nolazi. So you know, you 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 see the story sometimes through you know, through Millie's eyes, like oh come on Nolazi, and um she's mm-hmm. sort of like she doesn't know who Nolazi really is, but she yeah. sees some a quality in in Nolazi that Nolazi doesn't see in herself and mm-hmm. and she she's like um she becomes such a, a cheerleader for for nola like pushing her on and egging her on and um trying also trying to revive her in in another way you know um mohali is trying mm-hmm. to revive nola in the you know in the spiritual sense of who she really is um but you know even um but Millie is trying to to revive Nolazi in the sense of her career and you know come on you can do something with this you know because Nolazi has written a book and she's very mm-hmm. lackluster about you know her, you know getting it out there and speaking about it and you know promoting herself. She's very laid back and wants very much to be in the background. But everybody who who comes in contact with Nolazi gets the sense that she needs to be out in front and they need to be cheering her on mm. about something. And it's that quality that you know um, what is it about Nolazi that you know even people who don't really know who she is sort of like look at her and they That's- think we need to help this person, we need to get this person to, an, to a different yeah. level, where she's, you know, she's very inhibited, and she's very much, you know, like, why why are people paying too much attention to me, what's going on, you know. So, yeah. um, um, that's the friendship between Mili and Nolwazi, and, and Mohali um, has a friend called Duncan. Yeah. And, um, um, because also, pardon? Duncan is the one who died. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, he's passed away, and um, we find out that um, they met in London when Mohali um, was working there as a lawyer um, for a mal- for for a mal- multinational firm, and Duncan became something for Mohali that he never had before in his life. He's he he had his own very different. But not exactly unique upbringing amongst us Black people, where um, you know his mother dies when he's quite young, and he's raised by his father and his stepmother. But he's he's always Mm -hmm. feeling so apart, and he's never he never really has a a great connection with anybody. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. he he doesn't he's he's a loner. He doesn't really have friends, and gets to a point where he goes and lives with his grandmother in Sochanguve and um mm. and um later on in the story when we meet uh his grandmother you you get this this very very strong sense that they've had they you know she was something so important to him um mm. um they had a great relationship and you know but besides his grandmother he really didn't have a connection with anybody else until he meets Duncan. um you know, whose whose background is, is Zimbabwean, and you know he comes from um um they the his family were farmers in um in Zimbabwe, and and ex- exporting mm-hmm. um, tobacco. So then they 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 sort of give away their land. Here's the land question again. So they, his family gives away their land to the to the laborers, and then they move back to the UK, and he grows up there, and then that's where he meets um Mohale back um later on when they were working together at this firm so we discovered the the, the relationship that they had with with Mohale you know through his retelling of you know of their story to Nolazi because of course then yeah. you know we we find out that Duncan passed away and it it it, it really tore Mohale apart it was it, it was um the thing that initiated his own journey of, um, re, you know, discovery, rediscovery, um, and um, him also reclaiming his power through yeah. through the the loss that he suffered through losing his friend. So yes, yeah.
0: friendship. Yeah, that, that, that is- yeah, that was a sad. It was a sad thing. Even when they went back to Zimbabwe and he went to pay his respects, mm-hmm. it was it was a bit sad. But yeah, yeah so this time, so not warm it your heart, Mohali, when he does that. <laughs> no, it does. It as I just yeah. say I love them both. It's just like, sometimes <laughs> you can be too harsh, man. Like you don't have to be so harsh. <laughs> and yeah but in terms of liking them I like them both mm-hmm. even though with Noraz there's just a whole lot of frustration with Umuhala it's, you, you can chill you can relax <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be so hard but both of them they are intriguing characters both of them they are lovely both of them they are well written mm-hmm. and I think I, I know when I when I finished the book, I felt like I'm missing something either from Nolazi or Mohan. I wasn't sure whose story do I need to hear more. Mm. And now that I'm session with you, I'm realizing that we actually did get we we did get a bit from both from both sides. We got a bit from Nolazie. We got a bit from Mohan. So I can't really say I missed something because I, I know I know their stories. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I did want us to go a bit to the publishing space in South Africa and how you went about publishing your book, Mm. Um, if you still have time, we can just quickly go through that, because I'm just realising, this book has a lot, and this is why I want to have a book club, oh my god, because imagine unpacking Noloazi, unpacking Mohale, unpacking millie just unpacking (laughs) anyway yeah, I'm getting so many bottles of wine, hey yeah, yeah, yeah so I just want
1: to uh, pardon?
0: Yeah, it's No, I'm agreeing with you. It's such a a, a packed book. It's really, it has so many aspects that needs to be discussed. And I'm down for that. Whenever that is happening, call me, I'll be there. (laughs) Um, So I want us to go through the publishing space in South Africa, um, especially for you as a black person, a black woman living in South Africa. How did you go about publishing your book? And what what are your opinions regarding that space? And what, what do you think we need so that it, it becomes, um, an, it, I don't want to say easily accessible, but let me put it like that, an easily accessible space for people who want to get published.
1: Right. Um, it's becoming easier and easier now to navigate the, uh, the publishing spaces. Um, when you start out as a writer, first of all, the most important thing that you need to do is to write and finish, right? Because then um, yeah. I, for myself, I think if i had discovered at the time how very difficult it was going for me to get this book published i i would have been disheartened i wouldn't i wouldn't have finished it I, you know i, I don't know um, but what i then found out is that the publishing space is, is very much filled with you know um established bodies who mm-hmm. um dictate what what gets to be published you know and um and in choosing you know what gets published it's about what they believe is going to be sold so you can't really blame them too much you know they they sort of like well this is what readers this is what south african readers want this is what we're going to publish and i went through that um that that experience where um first of all they were like okay well you know the, the writing is really good you know it's really well written well done um however can you change this can you do this can you focus more on this and then can you leave this issue alone and and then you know I, I f- took it as rejection there was no way I was going to change this book um, there's mm-hmm. things there's things that you know you can say you can take on board and say okay you know if you're saying the style or the you know format or the or the language is not good enough but if you're saying okay all of that is great however it's the subjects that you talk about we don't want to have to publish if you're gonna deal with the land question like this you know if you're going to deal with this other matter um, in this way you um, so leave it alone you know um you know i went through that and i didn't blame them but for me what i didn't what what then happened is i i came to a very healthy decision of of self-publishing and i say healthy because um the level the the playing field is being leveled you know um big publishers used, because you wouldn't as an author and you know you get your book printed and you get it out you you would still have the problem of getting it you know of access to the market and um, Mm -hmm. now all of those barriers are sort of like really not not as harsh as they used to be you still have to figure things out and um however you can get yourself in a space where you sit with like-minded people they can point you in in the right direction this is what you do next this is why this is if you've written a manuscript this is what you need to do next Mm -hmm. Um, speak to so and so and you know there's help Um, yeah um, so and i'm glad i i decided to 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 be independent with with my with publishing this book because then i learned a lot in the process and my being business-minded myself and as an entrepreneur i decided to go about it in in the in from that perspective instead of like as an author like oh you know uh, as an author which is the same as you being an artist i've created this thing somebody else must see to it so i i thought okay what what would a business person do do how do i Mm -hmm. you know get this book to market what kind of business um principles you know standard business practice of you having a product how do you get it to market how do you market it how do you you know and and um i've enjoyed it from that perspective and i think anybody can can do that you know um we tend to think of the book publishing world well, as this very mysterious thing and we, nobody very easy <laughs> to understand, it's a product get it to market Yeah. speak to people about it, you mm-hmm. know promote it, it's the same thing and you get the yeah. results, you'll get the results
0: yeah, okay, no I get you I get you, yeah. thank you so much um, everything else that we can speak about we will never finish <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because there are so many things I really do want to unpack but I'm realizing it's going to take so much mm-hmm. time. But thank you so much for coming through, um, guys. This is Karabo Finga. She is the author of um, the Legacy of a Rain Queen. Am I saying it yes. right? Legacy of a Rain Queen. What you can follow. You can follow Karabo on Instagram. Um, your handle is Karabo Finga, That's
1: correct. right? Correct. Yes. Um, Instagram Karabu Garofi- 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 Finger Bottom um, uh, Dash zar. Unders- okay
0: Karabu Finger Unders- underscore Z yeah. A. You. Yeah, you can follow me, I end up being, um, I end up being everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, (laughs) (laughs) I end up being. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, If you have any questions, please send them through. I will try to find a way to answer them. Um, You can DM me on Instagram. You can DM me on Twitter. You can send me a WhatsApp if you have my number. Thank you so much for always supporting me, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Karabo. Have a wonderful Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Ayanda. You too. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.